Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original campaign. I forgot the word Pathfinder said in a unique fantasy world. We're four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time to prevent a war. I'm Jenna Steber and I play Astra Blep, a fey-addled half-elf oracle who is exactly who she says she is. And I'm joined by... Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit Resort Spa paladin, eager to help and flex. Caitlin Statehar playing Patty Hertz, a rat folk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and cheese. Paul Lugemeyer playing Zelf, an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high-stakes world of magical cooking. And we're of course led today, and for the rest of all time, by our deluxe GM and world builder Justin Green. Justin, how are you? <laughs> Great deluxe, I like that. Like, Lux. Like yeah. a uh, Costco coffin. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're like an upgraded meal deal. <laughs> you're like a store where I could get a used car and a 200 pack of hot dogs and a casket in one place. That's you, wow. Justin. <laughs> That's deluxe. Oh my god, self. Wow, self. Oh my god, self. The Tootsie <laughs> Bullet? Dude, is that an original? Does it work? <laughs> Try it out. Try it out. I seriously thought we were going to, like, find the Tootsie Bullet buried in the desert someday or something. This is is a fun surprise for me. This is fucking incredible. Johnny can't wait to talk about the Tootsie Bullet with Selfie's like, dude, like, for a long time, like, that, like, made a lot of my meals. So, like, if you, like, need any tips or, like, recipes or, like, ways you just, like, let me know, bro. Like, because I got, like, I think I got, got, like, a ton of them. I bet if I thought about it, like, I'd have a bunch. Johnny... I am so angry about the chairman giving this to me, but I will take you up on that. I would love to sit down and talk recipes with you. Dude, why are you angry, though? Like, it's a pretty cool gift. Like, I don't know. Like, you can, like, make your breakfast and, like, go with that. <laughs> oh, oh, Johnny, that's exactly why. That's exactly why. What? It's because it takes no inspiration and no imagination. The idea that you can make a smoothie in thousands of ways with thousands of ingredients is an illusion. You're just putting stuff into it and it becomes slop. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But like, you know, sometimes like you don't have time for like atmosphere. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that Zelf is just judging anyone who uses like prepackaged ingredients right now. <laughs> like, that is exactly what just yeah. happened. <laughs> PSA for those in the audience, I, Paul Huckemeyer, have a neutral bullet that I use. So this, is not, <laughs> this is not a Nobody read. tells Zelf that I, Caitlin, use the big containers of pre minced garlic when I cook because he would shun me forever. <laughs> No, I get it. So, but like, I kind of like knew the dude who like made this, and like he like had like a lot of creativity and ingenuity, and like in a way, like it's there. Vilnet starts to roll up the the will, and you know, put his stuff away and get ready to leave. You can see Grattan takes a deep sigh, and he's like, "Well, that's that. It's finally over." What are you going to do with that rock climbing gear, Grattan? I don't remember you ever saying that was an activity you enjoyed or thought you might try. He's like, oh, no, I mean, I'm sure he just gave it to me to, you know, uh, stick it to me one last time. Yeah. You see, Bocus is freaking out. <laughs> like, it's starting slow, but it, it's building. <laughs> oh, God. She's like, we're supposed to believe that the, the chairman's entire legacy amounts oh, to just 6,000 gold and a, a few sparse luxuries. <laughs> oh, well, it, there was also that, that uh, sashimi. So that's something. <laughs> right, Bocus? We met. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, a timeshare, a beach house or something. That's nice. A little house. You're not excited about the house? Bocus stands. Uh, she doesn't respond, and then she just <laughs> walks directly out of Carnivore. Oh, Self wants to catch her uh, when she stands up, and he says, Oh, Bocus, you know how self-involved the chairman was. Maybe after all this time, he was just a simple con man who knew just enough magic cooking to catch the zeitgeist of the era. <laughs> <laughs> or... Maybe he really is a genius who saw a world of pure imagination beyond all of us. <laughs> and that timeshare is just the first part of his legacy. We can only hope, Zelf. Maybe I'll see you in Safnia. She nods, but she's very distant. And she makes her way out of the restaurant. Well, Johnny Squad, I have to admit, I thought this was going to be even more of a shit show than it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the hot pot was excellent. It really was. Like, wow. Yeah, like, right? I'd never heard of a traditional Willow hotpot. Like, probably yeah, right. when I die Double and, like, have a will, like, I'm going to have a hotpot. Like, this is great. Yeah. What an experience. Yeah, really great spread. Is Bocas going to be okay? No, but she never has been. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While we're here, I think Patty would like to use this as an opportunity to maybe ask around about the Marths, their restaurant opening, and just any gossip mm. about them in the town in general. Yeah. So the Marths are kind of a polarizing family. On one hand, it's kind of a cardinal sin to not come from like a, a long line of chefs in Mielnor. On the other hand, the Marths have married very well. Uh, and their status is rising, 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 not just in Mjolnir, but now in just the monarchy as well with Camilla dating the prince. So there's a lot of uh, like jealousy 
<laughs> and, and loathing involved when people talk of him. It's, it all sounds very nice, but you can tell that there is a side to it where uh, they're a little disgusted. Interesting. Great Gatsby new money vibes. Exactly. I literally wrote <laughs> new money down in my notebook. <laughs> With disdain. <laughs> Because we know how Patty feels about new money. You also see like some confusion because the Mars don't come from a line of chefs. How are they opening a restaurant? <laughs> People are intrigued, though, by that aspect of it. Like, what will they do? Because really not having a restaurant is like the one thing that's keeping them from being like a true meal nor noble. Whoa. How does that goss strike Patty? Does that change how you feel about it? It sounds like they're kind of like trying to fight the establishment, Patty. Like, honestly. <laughs> no, like, wow. because Patty's disdain for <laughs> new money is not something that she's really aware of. It's just kind of a deep-seated <laughs> feeling. <laughs> it's just from generations of being rich. So Patty looks down on them in general just because they're rich and she thinks they're the bourgeoisie. But, you know, deep down inside, it's because they're new money. They only, like, can do this because they're corrupt. Exactly. And, like, they steal. They shouldn't be using these resources to socially climb rather than help the common man of Mjolnir. <laughs> Right. Okay. No, I'm starting to see the difference. Like, yeah, okay. I'm glad you do, because Patty doesn't quite, but <laughs> radicalize Johnny. It's time. <laughs> oh, um, Patty, should we ask about the Intis Day? I mean, yes, obviously, but be sneaky about it for God's sake. Oh, I don't know how, but that's not sneaky enough. What's an Intis Day? Oh shit, I forgot Johnny doesn't even know what's going on. Johnny, we'll fill you in later. Just uh just hush. <laughs> no, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Patty just doesn't want Johnny to ask loud questions while they're trying to be surreptitious. I think we should definitely try to see if if the dentist is being discussed at all, or if the nobility even if it's kind of like the beast, if they even care about him. Yeah, I also I want to want to stealthily ask about the Vilnet candy factory and sort of imply that it's super dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of safety violations. And is polluting the river. <laughs> yeah, and that OSHA's really concerned. <laughs> and just sort of figure out what the vibe from the Countess, if she is here, if the Countess Vilnet who runs the tea house, if she has any thoughts about it. Okay. Are you, be what are you, are you being diplomatic? Is that <laughs> yeah. the angle? In fact, let me roll diplomacy again and do a better job this time, maybe. Nice. Okay. Much I rolled better. a 12 this time for a 23. The dentist is kind of the reverse piece of male noir, so he's only killing rich people <laughs> in the restaurant district. Why would the dentist day? Careful. Don't say his name, for God's sake. Yes. It, it, very much that 100% negative reactions anytime you even try to broach the subject. Just uh, a disgusting criminal. Uh, something needs to be done about him. Of course, they all assume that he's some sort of poor out to get them <laughs> poor from the west side of town. <laughs> Countess Vilnet is not present, but you do see Alec Vilnet. So that is the son of the Count and Countess, the boy that you rescued from the Arrow Peak dungeon. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. The one where we brought him back and Martha's like, ugh, why didn't you leave him there? Yes. Truly. <laughs> yeah. So Alec Vilnet recognizes you. He is also just uh, more willing to talk openly with you guys because you saved his life. <laughs> oh, great. I don't have much of a hand in running the candy factory. 
that's really more my aunt, Duchess Marth. She married into the Marth family. Um, that's really her responsibility now because my father, Count Vilnet, you know, he's in charge of running day-to-day operations in Milnor. So he's really stepped away from the, the factory. But I, I could get you in there sometime if you'd like to tour it. Oh, I would love to tour a candy factory. Can you get us a golden ticket? That's the dream. <laughs> Definitely. If you're here for a couple of days, I can do that for you. Oh, yeah. We'll be here for another day or two. I mean, no rush. It's not like we saved your life or anything. It's fine. Take your time. Whoa. Hey, Alec. What's up, bro? Good to see you, man. How's Benson's the dungeon? Oh, it's It's been great. I really appreciate what you guys did for me. Yeah, no problem, bro. Yeah. I mean, you don't appreciate it like today. You appreciate it in two or three days' time, and that's fine. (laughs) So, like, how do you fill your days, bro? Like, what do you do for fun? Do you do any toiling or any labors? (laughs) Toiling or labors? I've uh, I've picked up fencing since I spoke to you last. Uh, Be able to protect myself and also, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good fun. Astrid uses a rapier. Wow, it's really for show. I don't actually use it. But I think it looks cool. I mean, I think we can all agree fencing looks cool, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And we can probably all agree that it's not going to save you, so don't go back into the dungeon. Johnny does some lunges, like, I don't know, like, you know, work some good muscles. Like, yeah. It's, like, good to, like, think about it. It's sort of like a physical chess kind of thing. Physical like, chess. Know, like, Thanks, Johnny. I heard my master say that once yet. Like, I'm not actually any good at chess, but, like, you know, like, I can kind of see how it'd be like that. I feel like the the sort of physical gains you would get from chess, you've already kind of surpassed. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, and he does some more lunges. <laughs> continues oh, lunging. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shaking the ground a little bit every time. Johnny will give Alec uh, Groton's, like, you know, locations. Like, you know, like, if you want to come, like, hang out and, like, talk, you know, just chill. Be pretty cool. Like, maybe we could fence. Like, you know, if you want. Uh, I don't have any practice gear, but, like, i totally do it with you. Anyway, so, like, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So he wants to bring Manny over to Marrow, the owner of Carnivore. Uh, absolutely. Marrow, it's been some time. I love what you've done with the place. <laughs> Marrow kind of looks you up and down. They are pleasant with you, but keep you at an arm's length. Yeah. They say, well, the intention was not to please anybody with how the restaurant looks. Self, <laughs> I'm trying to make a statement. Whoa. And it's the statement that I like. Manny, this is the owner of the restaurant. By the way, could we possibly make a reservation here? For five, please. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> uh, you can. Mero nods and, and takes your uh, information down. Uh, excuse me, sir. Do you have, like, non-animal options vegan, for yeah. our friend here? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fine. I'll just eat I, another I, granola I, bar. <laughs> I was told I was supposed to ask, like, immediately whether or not you would be serving sentient creatures and to say that I um, don't want to eat any of those. (laughs) Miro kind of smirks and says, let me guess, you aren't from Mjolnir, are you? Oh, no, definitely not. She says, the trick of dining in Mjolnir is that uh, even if you are sticking to a purely vegetarian lifestyle, you still may be eating sentient creatures. <laughs> oh, God. 
Patty really is going to just eat granola bars from now on. That's <laughs> so stressful. Miro says to you, Patty, seeing you look a little bit stressed out, are you familiar with the Kaelf? What? I mean, <laughs> not particularly, no. Oh, let me tell you a bit of history. Many decades ago, there was a, a high chef. Previously, Berwyn was not under the rule of a monarch. The entire country of Berwyn was under the rule of a high chef and their kitchen. And one of the that so much. more particularly evil high chefs was uh, a terrible elf called High Chef Chiffonade. <laughs> Chiffonade started something called the Kelf Garden Program. Oh, boy. The elves in... Shifnod's kitchen thought, what a waste to just be growing regular vegetables when uh, <laughs> we could be having another opportunity to further our magical abilities. What if these vegetables could learn magic? We could send them out into the world <laughs> to learn spells. And then when we ate them, we could grow our own magic. And so they created the kaleif by combining parts of dryads that they had collected <sighs> with their their everyday vegetables that they were already growing and they created a humanoid vegetable creature that later became known as the kaleif <sighs> they raised them specifically to learn spells and then be eaten to save themselves <laughs> time from having to to research magic and spells on their own patty wow. is just going to stare <laughs> Her eyes as big as saucers and slowly turn a bit green. <laughs> wow, that's so fucked up. <laughs> when did Kelf go from being ingredients to being people? After High Chef Chiffonade uh, was ousted, his su- successor, High Chef Vilnit, the grandfather of Count Vilnit, oh. who is in this building currently, yep. High Chef Vilnit, beloved, acknowledged that they were people, sentient creatures, uh, who shouldn't be eaten. And so they were given freedom and uh, allowed to live in Mjolnir, but a lot of the chefs haven't quite uh, ever accepted them. Still mm. eat them? Yeah, they're not. Wow. It's illegal to eat them. Uh, they're not supposed Good. to eat them. But, uh, <laughs> oh no! God, is the beast of Mjolnir just like a person eating these kelf because he doesn't? It's like right. a big rabbit, oh, yeah, no. like a man chef or something. It's Benicula. Yeah. Oh, Benicula. Stop. Like a weird rabbit. Yeah, no Benicula. Oh my oh, god! I have not had Benicula in my consciousness for so long, and now he's back, and that makes me happy. I love Benicula. <laughs> oh god. Um, well, Justin, that's all really fucked up. <laughs> Thank you for that horrifying story. <laughs> Self is going to reach over and pinch Manny on the back of the neck a few times and say, well, now, do you ever know that part of Battle Chef history? <laughs> Isn't it your job to teach him? One thing at a time. Okay. Manny spooks easily. <laughs> oh, Manny. Groton, stop me if this is insensitive. Is there any way that I could buy that climbing gear from you? What? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can just have it if you want to, Zelf. I have no interest in it. Thank you. Paul, you don't want him to enact whatever ironic fate that climbing gear has in store for him? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> 
know how I want Zelf to enact it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There's probably treasure in the mountain. Or, or an even more passive-aggressive message. Right? Like, <laughs> that's the game. The more you go on the scavenger hunt, the more passive-aggressive it gets. That's why you're all so mad at him. I can't, you can't tell. Ah, it's, like, oh, it's like lost. Like, you gotta, you gotta keep going. Great. So I'm definitely going to take that climbing gear. Sometimes it did seem like the chairman's mocking passive-aggressive commentary had hidden learning beneath it, the type that a quizzical mentor might provide. <laughs> and perhaps not. Is there any of the Nagasushi left? <laughs> did Groton or Zelf not make it to the end of the plate? Oh, no. I would say all, all three of you were able to eat the entire thing over the course of the reading of the will, uh, if you so choose. Uh, Bocas did and Groton did. Can I save one for Manny? Sure. Ha! Try it, kid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Manny is overwhelmed and touched <laughs> that Zelf would allow him to eat it, and he takes it very seriously oh, as an educational experience. Oh, sweet boy. Uh, so I rolled uh, a knowledge check for Manny, uh, and then he has a weaker version of inspiration. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a feat called amateur inspiration. Uh, and so he rolled a 21 on his knowledge check. And so he is able to identify. He says, uh, this is a, a, a dream naga, correct, chef? Right you are, Manny. Keep it up. <laughs> Does he like it? Oh, yeah. He, he sits down. Uh, takes his time eating it, going through the different flavors, eating parts of it together, eating the different parts separate, you know, uh, really trying to learn from it. And at the end of it, yeah, he he says, it was an, an honor to eat the chairman's meal. And then after he says that, he kind of remembers that Marrow is there and is like, uh, yeah, yeah. he feels awkward about it. <laughs> Bless his heart. Man, he's too good for us. <laughs> truly, truly. So self sees the awkward moment and he's like, okay, good. Manny understands that the situation is complex. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, Marrow, I for one think it's important for me, Elnor, for you to have this restaurant and for you to take it in whatever direction you wish. <laughs> so I look forward to eating here. Uh, I'll tell Groton that we'll meet him back at the apartment later. Oh, and by the way, this is Manwelf. He's been learning some cooking knowledge from me and acting as my prep cook, you might see him around. Manny, this is another one of the chairman's apprentices, Groton Dauphinois. The two of them have like the most awkward greeting imaginable where it's like <laughs> the, the weakest handshake where, you know, they accidentally like grab just like two fingers and they're like, oh, yeah. uh, sorry, uh, yeah, uh, nice to meet you. Uh, uh, and it goes on for like a minute. Yeah, while that's happening, Zelf is looking around, totally ignoring it. All right, last thing I want to do. I want to talk to Count Vilnit. Count Vilnit, your honor, thank you for presiding. I have questions about the chairman. No one has given me any details about the circumstances of everything. Can you tell me what time he passed and whether he's been buried? I'd like to pay my respects as soon as I have the time. Unfortunately, Zelf, uh, a lot of what goes on inside of Bitterhold Dungeon is obscured from even uh, a count like myself. But I can tell you that the chairman passed away uh, on Idius IV uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, his body was not returned to Mjolnir. Um, I was told that he passed away uh, from starvation that he refused to eat for quite a while now and uh, eventually could no longer survive. 
Kind of a suspicious way for a chef to die. Or simply an ironic way. <laughs> oh, Zelf, you got me. No, I think you're right, Astra. <gasps> Bentaro Valentine kind of sidles over and he says, Count Vilnit, this, <laughs> oh, this is perfect guy. timing. Uh, allow me to introduce you to Bavelflast Forge's Shadowing Squad. As I've said previously, I'm flattered that you would ask for my own assistance, but with my squad a bit shorthanded at the moment, I think these four are your next best option. Hmm? Having a Mjolnir chef on the case could prove quite invaluable given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And Vilnet kind of nods and he says, I trust your recommendation, Bentaro. Uh, we should continue this conversation at my estate, though. It's a rather sensitive situation. Oh. Zelfa, are you free this evening? Have you been to my family's tea house? I have not. I'm not sure if we are free this evening. What time were you thinking? I could treat you to dinner. Astra will give like a thumbs up like, yeah, free dinner. Okay. Okay. Astra can only eat soup right now, but that's okay. She's still on board. <laughs> I can only eat from the Tootsie Bullet. <laughs> oh, no. Just shove the, the sushi right in there. I'll slurp it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's a, that's a road too far for me. Sushi, <laughs> sushi bullet. <laughs> we would be honored to take your invitation. Excellent. Then I will uh, see you all in a bit. All right. Uh, Self is going to turn to his team and say, everybody, I appreciate you coming here for this. One of my awkward family moments no problem bro there's nothing i would love more than to get completely hammered but i think before that we should figure out how to get astra's teeth back mm. and i guess go to this dinner mm. and then i'll get hammered oh great well that sounds like a plan i think the note said we were supposed to meet at midnight at midnight come alone or else they'll tell everybody who you really are and that could that means nothing because obviously I am means. exactly who I say I am. Uh, right, that's obviously. what you say at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's in the intro. A hero. <laughs> no. Hey Manny, does a dream naga have any like magical properties if you eat it? Oh. A dream naga has a whole variety of stuff. Uh, dancing lights, days, you can detect psychic significance, Whoa. ghost sound, deja vu, ill omen, mind thrust, invisibility, misdirection, Whoa. see invisibility, shield. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of crazy stuff that they can God do. damn. But this Naga wasn't magical, right? Even Count Vilnit said that he w could not be 100% sure because the chairman is more powerful in that regard. What a suspicious way of putting that, Justin. Yes, that's what I, I Thank you for that excellent <laughs> non-answer. He didn't say yes. Mm, it's all so suspicious. Doesn't it seem suspicious? Out of character to all of you? <laughs> yes. Out of character? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Either Justin's yanking our chain. In character, Johnny is pretty certain that Zelfa's about to go on like a spirit vision quest or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, so Johnny's like kind of like looking at Zelf like, hmm. I wish. Yeah, this is definitely like a trial by his master. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you better watch out, Manny. Like, I'm pretty sure he's going to try and pull this stuff on you one day. So, like, Whoa. pay attention. <laughs> I just like that this would not be the first dinner party where people started hallucinating. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Yeah, it is weird to think that this wake was our most successful dinner party yet. <laughs> no. oh, yeah. It was the hot pot. <laughs> the, the calming hot pot. Yeah. Brings people together. Yeah, grieving process has moved along in the hot pot. 
<laughs> My guess is the that this will go wrong in a delayed fashion. And so <laughs> <laughs> it will go wrong. I'm confident of that. <laughs> I'm just hopeful. I'm so excited for that. We've got such a streak going. <laughs> so like self, what do you think? Is it a trick or is it a message? Is he dead? Like, how do you feel right now? Oh, I feel a little bit like Bocas, honestly, <laughs> thinking, what if it was all for nothing? Yeah. And I invested so much of my identity in being an apprentice of the chairman. When you could have had a Tootsie bullet. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I mean to say is that if there's nothing under the surface here, it means that there is no path and never was following the chairman. He was just a narcissist taking advantage of young chefs. But if there is something under the surface, I could go mad trying to figure out what it is. And I'm sure the chairman would be highly amused at either of those. So... Did you think he was going to tell you the secret of immortality? Because otherwise, this seems like kind of an inevitable um, final lesson that even famous chefs die. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> if he's really dead. Whoa. If he didn't have some unknown magic cooking secret that let him fake his death Whoa. or an ally <sighs> with the power to do so. Would you know if you had eaten his body? <laughs> is that a rude thing to ask? I would know if I hadn't eaten Naga. I would know if I'd eaten Elf. If he had somehow transmuted his own flesh into Naga flesh, well. <laughs> that would be hilarious. And that's what I mean by saying I could go mad thinking about the possibilities. <laughs> In a world of magic and gods that walk the earth, anything could happen. But I don't think so. He also could have transformed himself into a snake or something uh, yeah, like maybe. that. And then like maybe. cut off his cut off part of his arm as it were a snake. I kinda love that. Like what a power move. Right? <laughs> like yeah. eat my arm. This is us going mad with self versus brain demons about what is actually happening. Which is exactly what the chairman wanted. <laughs> I mean, the idea of the chairman starving himself before his death is such like a Buddhist monk thing, like this purification ritual. But it feels so weird for a chef. I don't know. So there would be no off flavors in the meat. <gasps> <laughs> Pure Naga essence. I love the idea of him giving a hunger strike just because it offended his sensibilities to have to eat anything that wasn't the highest quality. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking, honestly. He's just like, this prison food is fucking disgusting. I'd I rather, rather die. die. And, and, then, and then he died. <laughs> and then he died. <laughs> himself is going to elaborate he'll say "Eh, there's kind of an unofficial tradition uh amongst older school but not the oldest school battle chefs where whatever dish they make that makes their name becomes their nickname so for the chairman his breakout was his naga sashimi making him the chairman naga oh but you um you never got one of those nicknames huh I'm still working on my breakout, Astra. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. (laughs) Thanks for mentioning it. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? They might be calling me Zella Flute. (gasps) What do you think of that, Manny? I'm leaving. 
anything. I am not. No. This is Caitlin talking. I quit. I quit the podcast. It's so good. It's we have to come up with a better name quick, otherwise, Caitlin, it's gonna be Zella No, no, I won't stand for it. <laughs> Cut to the quick. We have a Patreon, and it's the best way to support this show. It's patreon.com slash bcbparty. It's only $5 to join, and you get incredible stuff like bi-weekly audio of us asking fun, getting to know you questions in character, also access to the official Discord, ad-free episodes, plus bonus episodes like the Sea Monster Boat Race Festival, which is a three-episode miniseries we did in December. It's set in the same universe and follows four delightful heroes attempting to win the boat race and also solve a mystery about why the vibes are so off at the races. That's patreon.com slash bcbparty. Can't afford the Patreon? Hey, we understand. We're really making a push to bring new fans into the show, so you can always support us by sharing the show with friends and helping us spread the word about it. And by leaving five-star reviews on your podcast app of choice. Listen, you've heard other podcasts say it, and now you're going to hear me say it. Those reviews really do help people find us. So if you can spare like two minutes to, to leave us five stars and a nice little comment about how you like the show, that really helps. Also, we have a Twitter. We've all, we've always had a Twitter, but it's at twitter.com slash bcbparty. And now we also have a Tumblr at tumblr.com slash bcbparty. If you make any fan arts and crafts or do any sort of fan activity, please tag one of these accounts so we can admire your work and be humbled by your skills. Okay, get back to the episode. I'll see you at the credits. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. Yeah. 
at Plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Was there anything else that you guys want to do before we go to the tea house? Yeah, I don't think there's anything Astra wants to do. She's still pretty embarrassed and sensitive about her teeth, so. (laughs) (laughs) She wears the veil everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) I think all the things that Patty wants to do are kind of things that she's going to be doing in conjunction with dinner at the tea house and estate, namely some snooping, maybe. Uh, Um, So she's just going to start, I don't know, mentally preparing herself for that. Impressive. All right. So in the evening, uh, the four of you guys uh, make your way back towards the tea house. I know a couple of you had went there earlier for high tea. Now when you return, the actual tea house itself is closed, but you see that it is attached to the rest of the Vilnet estates. Count Vilnet is there to kind of wave you inside. You find Alec Vilnet, his son, is there. Bentaro Valentine. <laughs> Bentaro's two squad members who are still active, uh, Aaron Starsinger and Shyla, are here. Shyla is the ASMR bard. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. Then there's a woman that you haven't met yet uh, who is introduced to you as Countess Vilnet, the Count's wife. You guys are brought to a large table inside of Count Vilnet's mansion, and there he has staff that is serving you. And uh, you guys are able to sit down and have a conversation. At first, it is jovial getting to know you type of things, um, but eventually Alec and the Countess and Bentaro's uh, squad members exit, and Count Vilnet is able to speak to you guys uh, a bit more privately. Yeah. A few days ago, someone broke into the tomb of the High Chef, my grandfather's final resting place, and they stole a priceless family heirloom. He says it's imperative that no one outside of this room finds out what happened. (laughs) Uh, So we just stole, like, some pricey jewelry? That doesn't seem like it needs to be all that secret. Astra, you should know that as battle chefs... While we possess an amazing ability to draw out the innate magical qualities of our food, there <laughs> are those in Mjolnir who would use those talents to consolidate their power. What? By devouring their fellow chefs and oh. taking their magic for themselves. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. It really is a chef-eat-chef world, okay. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) This grave robber took three of the high chef's fingers. (gasps) (laughs) Super gross. What? What? 
what what is with people in the city stealing body parts? <laughs> really fucked up. <laughs> the tomb is filled with monetary riches that were untouched, which tells me that our culprit must be a chef themselves and an experienced one at that. So they only took three fingers and they only took three fingers, but they did take three fingers. By taking three fingers, though, they took the high chef's legacy. Whoa. My grandfather, High Chef Vilnit, was the last and most beloved high chef. His mastery over magical cooking was unrivaled, and many of his unique and powerful recipes died with him. They weren't even passed down to his descendants, myself or my sister. The only way to get them would be by eating his body. <laughs> Why do you... <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'm Johnny, I'm right there with you on this one. I'm just like, not super into eating my family members, but I guess if it's like the culture you grew up in. I, I mean, I, I mean, to their credit, like you guys didn't need any of your dad, right? Because otherwise you would have gotten the spells. That's correct, yes. He was buried... In one piece. (laughs) (laughs) Right. For the record, I don't want all of you to think that the behavior of these iniquitous battle chefs has been normalized. This is highly criminal. Okay. It's just also highly tempting (laughs) for any battle chef knowing what secrets await. (laughs) I mean, the best crimes are very tempting in my experience. Oh, really? Whoa. (laughs) Count... What can you tell us about how they gained entry or what sort of traps or wards they bypassed? Certainly. First, in Mjolnir's catacombs, which are below the city proper, there's a decoy burial site, which the majority of Mjolnir's citizens believe to be his actual tomb. This is just like a pharaoh and a pyramid. (laughs) Only the elite few are even aware of the existence of another location, which is many miles outside of the city. Second, to even enter the tomb, you must use a chocolate key, which can only be tempered at my family's candy factory. Oh my god. And third, once inside, you must bypass a series of traps and guardians, and only then can you potentially locate a secret door, which hides the high chef's coffin. Whoever did this was very well prepared, and knowledgeable. Count, do you believe it was an inside job? Who else would have the knowledge and the access? It could only be one of the noble chefs in the city. My brother-in-law will be opening his restaurant shortly, and I asked him to host a private party there beforehand as a favor to me. I thought if I could get all the suspects together under one roof that maybe I could easily (laughs) narrow down the perpetrator. A murder mystery dinner. (laughs) He says there isn't a chef in Mjolnir who who would be able to resist getting an early look at Marth by Marth. Unfortunately, I haven't ruled the Duke out as a culprit entirely. He won't reveal how he's opening a magic restaurant despite not being a magic chef himself. Well, you wouldn't want to spoil the surprise if it's a good one. (laughs) I know. That it takes a sufficiently talented and experienced magical chef to draw out the power of a particularly unusual or powerful ingredient. I think it would have to be an elite battle chef who could prepare those fingers (laughs) so we can cut out all the riffraff in the city. (laughs) Justin, I just want to say that a fancy dinner opening as the staging point for what I hope is a pirouar. Wait, wait, how do you say his name? 
Poirot. Yeah. yeah. Inspector Poirot. <laughs> Inspector Perrier. Inspector Perrier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a sh- Sherlock-esque denouement. <laughs> for a detective, like, that's such a cool uh, setting to, like, reveal. But the murderer is among us right now. There's someone at this table. Yes, right? It's so good. I love this because this is, like, all of the things that I had planned on wanting to do which were like snoop around go to the restaurant opening talk to some fancy people see what the fuck is up i feel like this is an excellent opportunity to do all those things count can you get us into that private party count filnet kind of sighs he says i will do my best but my brother-in-law the duke he can be a bit of an elitist you know we encountered the Duke at the Arrow Peak Dungeon and happened to recover a ring for him that he was looking for. He actually invited us to attend his restaurant, but I don't know if he meant this private party. Certainly that's a, a good start, I would say. I, if Perhaps you could uh, attempt to speak with him. Perfect. I feel confident that Zelf, he would see the appeal of allowing you in as an apprentice of the chairman. Patty Hertz is... Uh, a noble herself. The, the other two of you, I... <laughs> it may be uh, more of a challenge. It's cool. Well, we're plus ones, right? <laughs> we're not, like, super big deals. Like, we won't cause any trouble. Like, right? Like, yeah, Astra? Yeah. She doesn't cause trouble. Like, otherwise you would have heard of her. Worst case scenario, we will dress them up as staff. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, my God, yes. I am happy to help out. Yeah. Johnny is a waiter. Johnny is going to around hors like honestly like i'm like kind of anxious with these like big parties like that like if i could just be moving around helping out like i'd feel like a lot better so oh, i love that it's not even a ploy for johnny he genuinely just wants to help out at the party <laughs> i'd be happy to pass out appetizers whatever you need yeah <laughs> all right count i'm sure we'll find some thread to pull for that one well I was going to say, how do we solve this mystery? But that's not my job. That's Zelf's job. So good luck. Let us know how can we can help. Uh, it's everyone's job. What? This is a chief adventure. No, you're an investigator. It's literally your job. <laughs> I'm a battleship. It's an archetype based on investigator. <laughs> Count Vilnit stands up and he says, well, I uh, hope you don't mind if I excuse myself. I've had my staff make up rooms for you. Mr. Valentine and his squad have already been staying here, as well as your ward, Mr. Meadowsweet. Please feel free to stay as long as you'd like while you're in Neilmore. <laughs> Count Philnet, can we borrow your authority in pursuing our investigations as needed? Absolutely. If I'm not free, then uh, my son Alec can go with you and uh, speak for me if necessary. We might want to talk to Alec, come to think of it. Where is his room? Yeah, he, uh, he gives you directions to Alex's room. Hold on. Which one is my ward? <laughs> oh, yes, uh, Manuel. Oh, is that his last name? Oh, my God. Manny. Oh, my God. Is that his last name? <laughs> well, isn't that just like him? Thank you for everything, Count. <laughs> Self has one name. (laughs) (laughs) And is stunned to hear that other people's have more than one. one Oh my god, fucking Meadow Sweet. Because he's a sweet boy. 
Yeah, he is. God, I just want to cuddle him. Well, we've got to be at the factory at midnight. Why don't we talk to Alec right now? Why don't some of us talk to Alec and some of us rifle? Oh, I'd love to <laughs> rifle. Hmm. I'm like not that great at rifling, but like I'd learn how. It's throwing stuff, right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's just like turning the room upside down. Johnny can toss a room real well. <laughs> Rooms are pretty heavy, so like I wouldn't want Patty to like hurt herself. Like I would have to toss it. Yeah. Patty, if you told me I had a chance to rifle through Count Vilmin's estate, I'd have to pinch myself. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the question. Who wants to talk to Alec and shake him down for information? And who wants to search for a couple of loose fingers and teeth? I want to do both. <laughs> I want to do all the things. Um, I think Alec probably has like a good heart. And like, I feel like, you know, we could like encourage that. So I'd like to talk to him. Oh, Johnny. Okay. I can rifle. Maybe Patty and I can rifle. I'm always down to rifle. I will know what my teeth look like. So if we find lots of teeth, I'll be able to pin point mine it sounds like patty and zilf both want a rifle i don't think we want johnny to do this unsupervised no <laughs> I, I think we need to split uneven lines okay zilf do you want a rifle do you want to talk i really want to get something out of alec whoa you can rifle see you know i thought so i just had the instinct that you wanted to interrogate <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your instincts are always right astro Oh, thank you. <laughs> She's like, uh-oh, wait. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you two go in first, and then Patty and I all, all skulk in the background. All right. Yeah, sounds good. So how do we walk in? Like, there are the doors open, like, double doors? Like, you know, do, like, a cool thing? <laughs> <laughs> we should act like guests and knock. Oh, Oh, all right. Yeah. Johnny was going to totally, bust yeah. in like saloon style no. through the swinging doors. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Johnny, what's our angle here? We can talk about this in the hallway. Are you the good cop and I'm the bad cop? I've never worked as a cop before, <laughs> like, but like I've done, like, you know. And a credit to you. I'm good. Yeah. I don't think you're bad, though. Like, you don't have to all be. All right. We'll play it by ear. Things have never gone wrong when we've improvised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we're still alive, so yeah. <laughs> we are. <laughs> As we go in, I'll cast Enhanced Diplomacy on both of you, and that gives a plus two yes. confidence bonus to either a single diplomacy or intimidation check. So you get to decide. Yeah, Zulk can roll Intimidate if he wants, but I want to roll Diplomacy. You guys uh, knock? Yeah. Alec comes to the door, is surprised to see you, but happy, and says, oh, Johnny, Zelf, come on in, please, please. Uh, and he kind of steps out of the way. You can see he's kind of dressed uh, to settle in for the evening in, like, his pajamas, but he makes room for you. <laughs> what kind of pajamas is Alec wearing? Hey! <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, silky, imagine, like, two-piece set. I oh, love it. Oh, of course. <laughs> Probably has, like, <laughs> embroidery of the villain. Yeah, it's got his monogram oh, on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. His room is quite large, about the size of your entire, like, dorm back at Fort Advent. So he's got, like, space for his bed, but there's also, like, like a little, like, living room set, like, sofa. Uh, let's see if you guys can sit down. Nice, bro. <laughs> Spacious dicks. Alec, I wanted to come and see you. It's been so long, it seems, since Arrow Peak. How have you been? 
I've been well. I was telling the others I've taken up fencing. Oh, the kind with the sword or the kind with stolen goods? (laughs) (laughs) Donnie does some squats. Like, yo, dude, like, sword play. (laughs) This poor man's in his pajamas and Johnny's just like, let's do an exercise class. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It is the sword play, right? Like, not stealing things? Actually, I just assumed. (laughs) Of course, of course, the sword play. You jest stuff. Very funny. (laughs) Thank you. You know, like, you're taking care of your body and stuff like that. Like, I think that's, like, a good decision to make, you know? Like, one that, like, you can look back on and, like, feel proud of. Like, it's not, you know, something you might, like, uncharacteristically try and, like, shirk past. <laughs> Just lunging. Yeah, yeah, like, he's he's definitely lunging further each time. His face getting closer and closer. Yeah, it's definitely important to stretch when you're doing the lunges, because, like, you can get so much more extension. Like, yeah, stretching, always super important. Is this also part of the metaphor? Did Johnny get distracted by his own workout talk? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, Alec, now that you've had a taste of danger, I hope you appreciate what we did for you. Oh, I, I appreciated it then as well. I, I know that I owe you both my lives. That's right. And what's your life worth to you, Alec? Ha <laughs> 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 I'm jesting again. So. <laughs> oh, wow, that was real funny, Zelf. Wow. <laughs> Self-jesting is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. He can be really personable sometimes, right? Like, uh, <laughs> Speaking of that, bro, Zelfir's pretty solid, like, and he's like really smart and like he's good at like solving like complex problems. Have you heard anything about Inspector Nippip? <laughs> I, I really shouldn't talk about Inspector Nippip. I will roll intimidate. <laughs> yeah, you will. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's great. It. Yes. Uh, I'll take the plus two on diplomacy. Uh, I'll get a 20 because I'm playing good cop. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Wow. I'm going to add inspiration to that. Do you have 10 in intimidate self? Yeah. I have a trait called clever wordplay. Oh, man. Your cunning and logic are more than a match for another's confidence oh, and poise. Choose one charisma-based skill. Uh, you attempt those checks using your intelligence modifier instead of a charisma modifier. Oh, Absolutely fantastic. Yes. I love it. Incredible. Yeah. So rules. instead of using my minus one for charisma, I use my plus four for intelligence. What a slick talker. <laughs> I love it. Uh, totals 23. Yeah. So <laughs> you funny. talk Alec into a trap. <laughs> where he cannot get around telling you the truth however he he's also still withholding things from you alec he's panicked as he sits down he's kind of shaking he's like zelf you have to understand it's not that i i don't want to tell you it's that terrible things could happen to me if i do tell you don't worry, bro. We'll help you out. Like, we're solid dudes. Like, check out the sword. It's huge. We've already rescued you from one dungeon. What's another? Because, like, the beast <laughs> is, like, a bad dude. Alec kind of shakes his head and he says, just keep in mind that maybe the beast has no control over what it's doing. Well, Alec, do any of us really? Maybe what? it's just impulses or, or uh, something taking over its body. Wait, are you, like, saying, what are you saying? <laughs> like wow. an idea forms with Johnny and like and you see it like start like and then just like like a soap bubble it just pops. You can make a sense motive check. There are moments when all of us are driven by forces larger than ourselves into doing things that we don't always choose. <laughs> 
Oh, all right. Rolls a natural 20. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Good job, Andrew. That was the skill point I put into at level six. Wasn't a sense motive. Well done, so. John. Awesome. Well done. Right. <laughs> Johnny, with your natural 20, you look at him and you see a, a good person like yourself. And you see somebody who is in a bad situation hmm. uh, who doesn't want to be there. Hmm. He says, the, the things that, that my uncle and, and my cousin are involved in, they're horrible. Hmm. They're beyond even what the two of you can do. Alec, all we need is a plausible place to find some traction with the scenario. If you tell us a lead... We'll take it from there. The Beast of Mjolnir is responsible for what happened to Inspector Nipip. I can't tell you how I know that. Is is it enough that I that I told you that? Is that going to put us on the path to your uncle? It, it wouldn't be wrong to assume that they're related. <laughs> tell me about the candy factory, Alec. Tell me about yes! something in the candy factory that can slip through an inch-wide crack in a window. Alex seems genuinely confused and he kind of shakes his head and he says that I, I'm not sure about, but the candy factory is why Nipip disappeared. Mm. He was investigating and that's when he was taken by the beast. Anyway, Alec, I didn't hear a thing. It was good to catch up with you. Is there anything we can do for you? He says, just don't tell anybody what we talked about. You didn't hear any of this from me. Of course not. And for the record, we were planning to investigate the beast of Mjolnir anyway. Thanks, Alec. Dude, bro, seriously, when you feel ready, like, we can totally, like, you know, duel some time. Like, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> Practice some lunges. Want <laughs> some work on your form, bro. He does, like, a fake-out longer lunge. Like, he lands, like, yeah, see? You see what did there? Yeah. <laughs> see if you can figure that out. Anyway. <laughs> Incredible that Johnny's um, lunging strategy is not part of an intimidation play. <laughs> Patty and Astra, how how wide of a net were you trying to throw in the mansion? Like, do you have a goal or a specific place that you're looking? I was hoping to find, I don't know, like an office or a study yes. somewhere where there might be like incriminating papers or notes or something like that. If I had some purloined fingers and teeth, I would probably keep them in the bathroom. I can't I can't say why that feels right to me. Because <laughs> it's like a health and beauty product. That famous like, short story, the purloined finger. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine where else in a house I would keep body parts like that other than the bathroom. It just feels right. So Next to the bed. Yeah, if there's like a private bathroom, not like the public one, but one that's attached to like a master bedroom, that Estra wants to check that out. Also because she's nosy. For sure. I do love to look in people's medicine cabinets. <laughs> Is this like a creepy Adams Family-esque estate where there might be a <clears throat> crypt-like or just like a spooky room full of <laughs> old junk or something? Ooh, interesting. <laughs> it's well-kept. Hmm. Unlike the Adams family, it's sprawling. You do know just from conversation around town and getting to know Mjolnir that there is like catacombs that run underneath the city. Oh, so right. there is a chance that there is some sort of basement that connects to a creepy 
type of thing. Well, I would love to get into that, but I feel like this is maybe not the time. Um, so I'm going to focus my attention on some sort of study or office. And, you know, maybe go to the bathroom, too, with Astra. Girls always go to the bathroom together, so... <laughs> We're at a party, pack of girls going to the bathroom, no big deal. Classic, classic. Caitlin, is Petty wearing her black beret? She is wearing her black beret, yes. I mean, they, they oh, essentially man. came straight from the will reading, so... Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Everyone in their morning clothes. She's also thrilled that she was able to actually eat a proper dinner, so she's feeling really good right now. <laughs> Her fur is looking, like, great. Oh, like, she dresses to impress, guys. <laughs> the black beret against her white fur. Mm. Oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you take 20 on your perception checks, but you will get a penalty to your stealth if you do that. Ooh. Um, so it's up to you if you want to do that. Otherwise, you can roll both and not take a penalty on stealth. <sighs> I think you guys have strong enough bluff that even if your stealth fails, you can still salvage yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. That's true. I have pretty strong bluff. Trying to see if I have any stuff, you know, that is going to help me. <laughs> Janelle, I'll tell you, it'll take a minus five to your stealth check. Oof. Yeah. I have a pretty strong perception, so I'm feeling like I can roll the dice on that and not need to take that 20. Mm. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to roll both. You should go ahead and do that. Okay. So well, while you ponder. Out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I rolled a 10 that gave me a 21 and then a plus two for urban terrain. Great. It was a 23 on my perception. And then on stealth... I rolled a 17 Ooh. with my bonuses. That gives me a total of 34. Oh. I am essentially invisible. Oh. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I am so stealthy. Oh, my God. Justin, can yes. I trade you <laughs> that penalty <laughs> yeah. for two charges of my flicker skill? Which, if you remember, as a swift action, I can disappear for a round per oracle level. Can I hypothetically use this at key moments to, like, slip through a doorway uh, to, to sort of decrease the overall difficulty level by being discreet at really key moments? <laughs> Oh, that's I next like level. That. Yeah. That's okay. a, that's a solid that. nice. bargaining chip. Nice. <laughs> you still have to roll stealth, but you won't get okay. a penalty. All right, I'll, I'll take it. Think that's as good as it's going to get for me. Uh, so yeah, I'll take the twenty on the perception, uh, and then roll my normal stealth. And I rolled a nine for a thirteen. I think I'm also going to use my re-roll, actually, my re-roll ability hmm. to re-roll that, because I would like to not get caught. <laughs> <laughs> Astra's just already at her limit with this day, so she's just like, whatever. <laughs> I hope I don't have to fight anyone later <laughs> at that Skullduggerous Midnight meeting. <laughs> um, the second roll was worse, though, so that's a 13 total. I'm going to roll... Cool. Uh-oh. Ugh! <laughs> this bitch! So, Patty Hurts... You find your way to Count Vilnit's office, and you are able to find correspondence from Inspector Nippip, official ones, that he is uh, officially investigating the Vilnit Candy Factory for pollution. And he's citing, like, putting candy waste into the rivers, air pollution, just generally mm -hmm. making Milnor a, a worse place to be in. 
<laughs> Sounds like motive to Patty, but mm. I'm no investigator, <laughs> so. <laughs> you also find some correspondence between Countess Vilnit and someone called Naklas at the Hunter's Guild. Mm. And it seems as if the Countess is purchasing something under the table. You can't get a good handle on what it is. They just uh, talk a lot about the trouble that Naklas has to go through to procure this for her on a regular basis. It's a standing order that she's paying good money for in secret. Mm. Sounds like something nefarious being added to the candy. But again, I'm no investigator. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Astra Blep, you are making your way through this large mansion, (laughs) sneaking into bathrooms that are not, (laughs) that that, that you haven't been told about. Private bathrooms. (laughs) I love those. I love it so much. Oh no, they're going to think I'm a freak. Snooping in medicine cabinets. (laughs) In hindsight, this is a terrible choice. I like it. I support it. Go with your gut, <laughs> Most of them you're striking out. They're just very standard bathrooms. I mean, really, really nice. Like, you could probably lift some, like, high-quality shampoo uh, on your way through these Using places. their nice hand lotion on your way in and out of the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. some, some of their perfume, yes. You find your way into a room. Used by the help that is attached to Alex's private bathroom, it allows them to enter and clean without disturbing him. Mm. There's a door on the opposite side that connects to his bedroom, and you can hear Johnny and Zelf saying goodnight to him. In this room, you do find something strange. Yeah. You find, like, a large locked box. Mm. It's cold <laughs> to the touch. Do you have the ability to pick locks, Astra? Is that disabled device or do I just yes, need to have... disabled device. I don't have that, Justin, but what I do have is my gloves of reconnaissance. Ooh. On command, the wearer can use the gloves to see and hear through solid material no more than five feet thick by placing both hands on the material. The wearer can use the gloves once per day up to one minute. Yeah. So I can't open it but what i can do wow yeah i love it you are just crawling through all the bathrooms in the just house touching stuff you've <laughs> also got gloves that let you see through somebody's wall <laughs> <laughs> they're fancy fingerless beaded gloves <laughs> amazing um so she's like making like like when you do when you're like holding up your fingers into l's and making like a little camera viewpoint she's doing that on top of the um box and kind of That's peeking around awesome. to see what's in Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. You do that, Astra, your forehead pressed against like the cold metal. (laughs) You see inside stacks and stacks of bagged blood. Oh. Oh, Okay. This is a box with a good amount of depth, too. So you can imagine it's blood all the way down. Gross. Yeah. As you're taking this in, you hear a voice from behind you that says, What are you doing? Oh, shit. I got so overheated at dinner, and I was walking around (laughs) trying to find a place to lie down, and I found this cool box. It just felt so good on my cheeks and forehead. Put your hand on it. It's really nice. 
uh, and she'll stand up and turn around <laughs> and see see who's there. Do you want me to roll? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that you're bluffing before you even know who's there. Uh, yes, please bluff. Please bluff. <laughs> Just instinct. I love this. It's like when you're real drunk yeah. and you got to lay down on the tile for a while and you're just oh, like, yeah. this is better. Yeah. This is better. The blind bluff was incredible. <laughs> uh, I rolled a five for a 16 on my bluff. That's great. It's uh, You turn around and you see Aaron Starsinger, who has rolled a 13 on her sense motive. Erin uh, Starsinger is the human girl on Bentaro Valentine's squad. She is an acting rival of Patty's. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm making ugh sounds about her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, what are you doing in here? She says, I was on my way back to my room and I saw that this door was open and I looked inside and saw you face down on this box in a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you just go around walking into strangers' rooms? That seems pretty rude. (laughs) Uh, Aaron Sarsiner believes what you're saying about being sick, (laughs) but she is also just uh, not a big fan of you in general. Wow. Uh, Just the squad in general. Okay, nice. Anybody uh, who's friends with Patty Hertz is automatically (laughs) competition for her. She says, so, does Commander Valentine uh, have you guys doing some special task or whatever? Oh, you know, I wasn't really paying attention, so it's possible. Um, I'm just, you know, got other things on my mind. She says, twirling the veil suspiciously. (laughs) Um, But she can't help but play with it because she's nervous. Uh, what are you guys even doing here? Are you guys staying at this mansion? Yeah, Commander Valentine had to come here, so he brought us along. I, I'm sure that, you know, whatever he has you guys doing, it's just busy work. He doesn't want to bother us. He wants us to relax, so I don't even care. I'm sure, you know, it's not even anything special. I mean, that's probably true. We've just proven ourselves so competent, what with all of us still being alive, that I guess... They, they don't want to oh waste us on anything too big. Is that what you're saying? That's probably what you're saying, right? No, that's fair. That's fair, yeah. That's kind of how it was in Erosia, too. Like, they would have to, like, give really easy stuff to Patty just to kind of help her get started. Because, you know, she's not a real actress. Absolute hat. She's just a famous personality. Like, that's different. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take skills to get kidnapped and then blow stuff up. To be a good actress like you, you have to have, like, just a really bland personality. Because actually, I think that's borne out. Yeah, I think that's fair. God, I love that Astra's just really going to bat for Patty. And it's just, I, I personally appreciate it so much. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> this is the moment Patty and Astra actually become I friends. really think it is. I really think that's what's happening right now. It's like, I might not like her that much, but you better not talk shit about her. <laughs> Uh, well i sort of lost the plot of what we were talking about yes we're super busy and important and you guys are staying in a mansion because you have nothing to do and i feel all better actually so if you want to move i'll go and find the rest of my super unimportant group Aaron kind of steps to the side you can see that she's still a little curious about the box because it is just a very strange <laughs> box in this room. Yep. But she follows you out uh, a couple seconds later and heads back to her own room. Astra wants to make a mental note of which room Aaron is going into, just in case they need to do more skullduggerous <laughs> stuff to her later. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
and actually she she wants to double back to the room and see if the way through to Alex's room is unlocked or if it is just locked. He's the blood boy. Yeah, I'm just wondering if everybody else is as convinced as I am that he's some kind of beast werewolf situation against oh, his will yeah, happening. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, increasingly. It's cool, guys. We're going to save him. Nothing bad will happen. <laughs> um, uh, let me roll for Alec. <laughs> he hears the jiggle of his door handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The door is unlocked. Oh. So. <laughs> Whoops. You are able to turn the handle all the way, see that it opens a little. Are you trying to go through? You're just testing the doorknob, right? I was just testing the doorknob Okay. to avoid metagaming. I saw that you rolled a <laughs> perception check for Lord Alec Villet, <laughs> um, but Astra didn't see that. And so she would like crack the door open and peek in. For sure. He he heard the door jiggle and looks over. He sees someone staring in. Uh, it's shadowy. Uh, he stands and starts to move towards you, but you have a, a good head start. You can get away if you want to run. I do. Yeah, I do want to run. <laughs> I'm all alone here. I'm all alone. Yeah, as for Bales, as she always does. I will say with your perception check, as Alec enters the bathroom and you are on your way out, looking over your shoulder to make sure that he is not close enough to catch you, you see him walk through the bathroom quickly and not cast a reflection in the mirror. Yes! As he passes. Of course. Oh, oh, yes. Of course. Yes. Thank you for listening to Burnt Cookbook Party. If you haven't already, please do consider spending a minute or two giving us a five-star review on whatever podcast app that you use. It really does help. And a special thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. You are the double rainbow in my sky. If that seems like a weird reference, it's just that I just saw a double rainbow and I'm really excited about it. Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lukemeyer as Zelf, me, Jenna Stieber as Astro Blup, and Justin Green as GM and World Builder. Produced by Jenna Stieber, this episode edited by Justin Green. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.